Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast Second Helping, our weekly best of podcast highlighting the best moments from the week. So sit back and enjoy the second helping. I've said this even when I was playing. There needs to be a class. You know how many guys don't know how to write a check? Seriously. Or how to start their own bank account? I mean, there's, there's kids right now, as we talk, who are playing for the University of Alabama, who are playing for USC, who are playing for all these big Division I programs, making, the school's making a ton of boatloads of money. These kids don't know shit from Shiola. And it's a shame. And you're right. I think it should. I, I said college, it should start in high school. There should, if you're a senior, junior in high school, your coach or your guidance counselor sits you down how to open a bank account, how to write a check, what, what does fake money look like, what does a fake check look like. All these things need – there should be a crash course Will, in all this Willie stuff. Willie and to the – what's his caller's name? Arthur. Arthur uh, in Houston. First of all, good luck on the Bahamas. I, I, you can't get these kids to go to class to learn fucking math. You're not going to get them into class to learn how to balance a checkbook. There's a certain degree of invulnerability you have when you're at the top of your game and you're a thousand yard rusher in high school or in college where you don't feel like you're going to get touched. But this is why we're failing, Lawrence. Like Zion Williamson signing with Nike and like seventy five million, seven years. So you know, so this guy here is feeling absolutely invulnerable. You think you're going to get his ass into a classroom? There should be some sort of legislation. So who's it on, Lawrence? There should be some sort of. I don't know, league-approved something to help these kids out. Unless you can show show some idea of what – and I know it's impossible to tell people what to do with their money, but if you can have some idea or show some proof of the viability of your investment schemes to the league, then you shouldn't be able to do it. But, this is the problem. These kids are going. The parents don't even know. You know what? Fuck. I, I'll tell you the what. Parents don't I'll tell know. You what, fuck this. If they don't want to find out how to handle their money after watching Allen Iverson, Mike Tyson, Adrian Peterson, if they don't want to, then fuck them. Who, they ta- should who lose, taught you about money? They should Lush? lose all their fucking money, and I should make money off. Mar, who t- Mar, I, I, Lush, I, I, taught you about money? But I can't beg these fucking people to be smart it anymore. Starts at home. Yeah, I, but you can't beg them to be smart. You did it. If not, then you know what? They're the weaker of the pack for the first time in their fucking lives, and I'll go and I'll make fucking money off them because everybody. So you know what that hundred million dollars went somewhere else. Yeah, and somebody else is making money off of Adrian Peterson ran for how many thousands of yards so somebody else could drive a fancy car. Everybody else is making off on these people. If they don't want to learn to do this, and there's plenty of empirical evidence, they should spend just as much time making sure their money's right as they do in the fucking gym. Because it's for the same reason. I disagree. But they have to keep I their disagree. money I'm or else they're going to be like but this. But I'm telling you why it's happening. Because your, your pops taught you about money. He told you the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids are coming from the hood, these low-income families. They don't even know about money. They don't even know the value of a dollar. They don't know about checking account. They don't know about putting money in. Like they just don't know. So if mom and dad don't know, mm-hmm. even though you're this stud athlete, how's how's the kid gonna know? So if, if everybody's in a in the dark about how to spend the money, where's your money going, how to protect your and save your money, if the whole family, the whole fucking block who's your, does it, who's your first coach? In the league? In the league, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Cower. So, Bill Cower. If you went up to Bill Cower and said, listen, Bill, I just got myself a nice big contract. Yep. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with it. Bill Cower would be like, okay, this is Brian Dunst. He works at Bank of America. He's a high net worth guy. He will walk you through everything, and he'll make a lot of money off of you on commissions. Brian Dunst will then happen to make a ton of fucking dough off of you on commissions. They don't make a lot. It's like 3%. Either way, yeah. 3% of all that money, if, if Cower is sending him people, yeah. and you know what happens if Brian Dunst robs? 
robs you, Bill Cower will then go up because I don't know the person that fucked Adrian Peterson. Well, but supposedly the guy was even know. giving money to Trump. Yeah. So even and but the thing is, I I would know that if Cower or and I know it doesn't all the way go up to Cower because you don't get to interact with the head coach maybe as much. No. Like offensive line coach for correct, you, correct. receiver coach for you. But go to somebody, like when you're lost at the mall, go to a fucking cop and ask. Don't ask a stranger. Go to somebody who seems like they know what the fuck they're doing. But all these guys show up to the table like they know what they're doing. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. I, I Get somebody who is established and not going broke and ask them how they got there. It just seems like a simple thing. It's not. And if you don't go through the hard work of doing it when you spend all that hard work beating your body to where you had to sit in an ice bath yeah. for two days before you could get up and go again, yeah. and to have all the money that you earned from doing that go away to me because I robbed you. Mm-hmm. I got you into something that made me rich and you. I shorted it when you bought it. Right, and then I bought it back when you sold it. That's what I would do to make fucking money off you mm-hmm. in the simplest uh, terms. It, shame on you. Shame on you. Then y- you have to. There has been some reliability. So you know it's a shame and all that stuff. I guess, but b- be better. Blair and Charlotte, what you got? Blair, you there? Yeah, man. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? Uh, I'm a partner with a private wealth management firm in Charlotte. Hmm? And we've got a few athletes as clients. And I think you mentioned it early. It's always a family member Mm -hmm. that gets involved. There's a cousin that wants to start a record label or an uncle that wants to start uh, a chain of uh, car washing places, you know. And, I mean, I feel calls almost weekly from some of our clients' relatives say, hey, man, why would you tell so-and-so not to cut me a check? I'm like, well, first of all, you know, you're asking my client for $500,000 and you don't even have a business plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just hard for these kids to tell their relatives no. and friends no. Yep. And, I mean, I just – so, I, I not that I feel sorry for Adrian Peterson, but I get it, man. Like, you have people coming to you. It's very rarely a, a person, or at least in my experience, it's very rarely a person that's got a legitimate business idea that's ripping these kids off. It's always a relative or somebody they went to high school with who gives them the guilt trip and says, man, I knew you since – seventh grade man how you gonna you know now you're making money what about me you know yeah and uh, i dealt with it i totally get it but but you you dealt with it like you dealt with it so so adrian peterson makes 30 million dollars or something if you make thirty thousand dollars and that same relative instead came over and asked for 500 grand asked for 50 bucks for something, and you were like, what are you going to spend that on? I don't have a set plan of how I'm going to spend that on. You know what Adrian Peterson would say to him if he was making $30,000? He would have told the guy to go fuck himself. Or, no, I don't have it for you, unk. Like, whatever the hell he would say, he would say. But for some reason now, we're supposed to think, oh, but he has $30 million. So then, yeah, he, he, he obviously would tell his uncle, yeah, I'll take a chance on, on, the, on the restaurant or the car wash. I've always wanted to own a car wash. That's where I keep bringing it up. Yeah, I get but it. But uh, the, the automated one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the money makes him more generous in a stupid way. I, I, don't, I don't get that because these kids have been saying no to people looking to borrow money off them their whole lives. Give yeah, me a dollar for a quarter water, and then you say, fuck you, I don't have a dollar for you to get a quarter water and a Doritos. It's different money, Large. It, it's, well, you're damn right it's different it's money. Five money. It's five money. You're talking about $5 compared to a million dollars. It's a different type of pressure. It just it is. Mm. If I, I can, if, if you're a homie from Black, like, hey, let me get $5. Like, I don't have $5. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. I have a million dollars. Or if you know I'm capable of making a million dollars, right. and somebody, it's, it's different because you know 
if in our mindset, especially come from the urban community, mm-hmm. if he eats, uh, if cousin eats, uncle eats, auntie eats, and we're all eating, we all made it. And hopefully the goal is we can all get out this hole we're in and we can have a better life. The problem is to the, what the uh, Blair from Charlotte says, a lot of these people who are coming to ask them don't know, sh- don't know shit. They just, they just want a shot. They just want a chance with your money. And that's a hard, hard saying no to an uncle who drove you to practice every day. Who picked you up every day and put cleats your, on your feet? Your uncle should. Your uncle should get a car. Your uncle should get the biggest Christmas gift that he wants. Your uncle should get a ride on mower uh, on Father's Day. Your uncle should get uh, something delivered to him whenever you want to. When you want to be charitable, charitable. But you can't drop a, hundred, a half a million dollars into a dry cleaners. With your uncle, and if it's the, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't remember the guy's name is Carl who just called up. Oh, Blair, Blair. Yeah. So Blair, just say that Blair has all my money. Listen, this is what we're doing. I'm I'm trying to exhibit small growth for the rest of my career, which could be a year, could be ten years, yeah. probably not ten years. On average, it's three. You know, so. Listen, Blair has all my money. I found a guy, and Blair seems like a decent enough dude, and he has a couple of clients, and he's able to talk about it. Blair does not say that I can give you money. What you mean? It's your money. I tell you, it's my money, but I have it tied up in places that I'm going to have some growth for when this thing comes to an end. Now, come on. Let's go get a fat steak and an expensive bottle of wine. Like, I just think that that is easier to say than reading this headline and you're like, well, Adrian Peterson doesn't have a crystal ball. I can rattle off a hundred people who file for bankruptcy after making tens of millions of dollars in sports. So history, if you don't learn it, it's bound to repeat themselves. And everybody now knows that Adrian Peterson is a fucking loser financially. Everybody who's a running back in the league knows that he's a fucking loser financially. So if you're coming into the league and you're a fucking running back and you fall into that trap, then you fucking deserve it. The player's guilt there's a, the player's guilt will always be there's somebody in my family that believed in my dream, now that my dream has come true, and they have a shot to execute or, or possibly achieve the, their dream, they want to help and you don't help them, that's guilt. That's the player's guilt. Help within your means, though, right? Right, and if your means are $20 million and, and Unk wants to start a fucking donut shop mm-hmm. that may cost $100,000. Easily. You know? So the, the player's thinking, well, it won't kill me, but this plan or whatever situation that Unk has going on is really going to gut him. You know, it's tough. I, I sympathize for the players, but I also, to largest point, there's been enough nightmares that happen where you have to learn from people's mistakes. It's funny because you said it right away. You said it right away that it's family most of the time, and then this guy who has more experience. I don't have the experience. It's family with him. It's always family. Family's my, number one. Yeah, my players. father-in-law told me once, like something. Some if you ever get to make a little bit of money, which I never did, he's like family can sometimes get in the way, and so Hands which down. my family never has. But you know, he had said it, and he was kind of a wealthy dude. Um, so it seems like those who are closest to you, you know. But if you're so now that Adrian Peterson is drowning. They're throwing him a fucking anvil, right? There's no help from the family. Then it's 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 so temporary. The riches of these people, it's absolutely so temporary. And by these people, I mean specifically entertainers, athletes, and entertainers like Logan Paul, who I think was in here yeah, yesterday, wants to fight but rough and rowdy and get a percentage to the gate because those guys are pissing their money away yeah. at an alarming rate too. Or a lifestyle, but, but, lifestyle guts guys too. It, it's ending. 
Yeah. Right. And so I, I realize that the lifestyle and popping bottles with models and all that stuff is, but that's also, you know, that's, you can't feel bad about that too, because if it's a lifestyle thing, then I have no more um, sympathy for them than I do for your garden variety junkie who can't not spend money on his next fix. Yeah. You know, except your fix is $50,000 at fucking marquee. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really, I, I can't elicit, for some reason, I can't elicit sympathy. And this is outside of the fact that Adrian Peterson has a past where people already hate him for maybe, you know, the the, the beating Child of the kids thing, thing and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, it's going to tough, it would be tough for some people to have sympathy for him either way. But I'm not saying from that perspective, it's not me being like, good, you fucking child beater. But I, I just don't have any sympathy for this cocksucker. Let's talk to Anthony in Pittsburgh. What's got, By the way, tomorrow's guest, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> right. Live. What's got, Anthony? Good morning, boys. Hey, hey. Anthony. So, it, Willie, I'm a big fan of yours, but I couldn't disagree with you more. Okay. Um, and here's why. Because at some point, it's 2019. The technology that's available, the information that's available at your fingertips at all times, at some point, no matter what your upbringing was, you have the ability to make a decision for yourself as a man, as an adult, to know what what's right and wrong. Like, these guys are in these locker rooms and these guys are around. Like, I mean, I know a couple guys that even you played with. It, like... And, I mean, I know guys that tried to get money from Darrell Revis when he cashed in because we all are from the same area. But he said no because the information is there that they have to make a decision. And I don't feel bad for somebody that made $100 million and just couldn't say no 100 million times. I get you, but I also think you're not sympathetic to the fact that a lot of – so you made the comment of saying um, it's easy to say no – a lot of these guys have never said no or yes. They've just been given or they've been sheltered or they've been pushed or they've been told, listen, I've never strayed you. Uh, you know, I've never told you a bad advice in your, a day in your life. So you don't question it because you've been around me since the age of 15. So I get it. There has to be a point where every young man who enters the league, and you start making money, you have to drop your nuts and understand you have to start looking out for numero uno. However, if you've never been in that position from day one, it's hard to now buck up and do it, especially when you have the world in front of your face. So I'm sympathetic to it all. And I, and I wish Revis has – as much money as Darrell has made, he is by far one of the financially smartest people I've ever met. Oh, is he? He does an extremely great job. Um, and his, his uncle uh, was in the league. So he had a lot of, once again, in his family, a person who was financially um, literate, who was smart with money, who dealt with money. It was actually trying to be – I think he was uh, a runner-up to be the next um, – NFL PA guy. He was trying to replace D. Maurice Smith. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's his uncle. So this is a guy who knew money. So that's why Darrell was had the the know how and the input and the insight to say no when bad things came away. There's a lot of guys who don't have that in their family. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's tough when you get to a point where you coming from bumfuck Georgia and you raised in the dirt, raised in the mud. Now you're making millions, and all of a sudden to start saying no to ten people who've helped you. Some way along the line, get to where you're at. It's not an easy. It's not easy conversation. I think, and then, and then, even though that they have all this empirical evidence, call, er, the, the, the you, even though they have all this empirical evidence to the to the uh, to the opposite, and they don't even have to. They don't even have to know how to look for it either. 
I hear you. So now, do you think that this is a stupidity thing? Do you think that these kids then are lesser that... So uh, believe me, I've worked with some guys... I've worked with some guys who were given everything. Yes. They were... They were born on third base, but they felt like they hit a triple is the old like saying. And these guys were dumb, D-U-M, dumb. <laughs> and so I know that they are easy to take advantage of. Yeah. Do you think that there's actually an intelligence factor that makes watch. a guy like Shaquille O'Neal? Like, I think Shaquille O'Neal is known for great investments, too. Extremely. Right. Uh, his so, favorite quote is, it's it's easy to make money. It's harder to uh, keep money. To keep money, yeah. yeah. So I... And Shaquille doesn't strike me as one of the guys that maybe did very well on his SATs or something like that. Like, I, I think he was pushed through school, didn't have to go to classes, didn't have to do anything. I don't anything. know if that's true. I don't know if it's true either, well, but I'm fa- saying like his, his stepfather was in the military. Um, he was a military brat. And and knew and knew the world. Right. So, once again, his family played a big part in his You think that's what happened? 100%. Right. His mother was extremely in his life, so... Like, I don't it think that you have much. to be able to sit down and read a, a financial... Listen, these kids can't read a financial report. Uh, no. If they don't go to class in college and don't go to class in high school and get pushed along and never have to go to class, which we've argued about a bunch of times, yeah. where I say if they don't go to class, if they keep playing these fucking ball games, <laughs> then that's re- the reason why. They're not able to read a financial exactly. report. So I'm not saying it from a stupidity like, hey, listen, no, but there are a bunch of guys who don't go to fucking class past whenever they become outstanding. Ninth grade? Then that's when they can start to tail off like this is a special dude. And then all of a sudden the college is like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Just push him through. So you have guys who are uneducated, right? Yeah. And and find somebody who's educated and trustworthy and latch on to him. Carve away uh, a third of your earnings if you need to piss it away to your uncles and stuff like that. Carve away a third of it and then tell them that the fucking well is dry. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking up financial plans. Me and Al from Dallas are going to open up large and in charge financial services for uh, young athletes and we're going to take care of all of them. We, uh, we're not going to go anywhere. The phone lines are lighting up. We're going to get to everybody. So stay, uh, stay on the lines. Me and Lars Barstow Breakfast, come on back. Money. Welcome on back to Barstool Breakfast. Me and Large. Hope your day's going great. Thank you for listening. Let's talk to Al in Dallas, one of our faves. What you got, Al? Hey, listen, Large. What you don't understand is that gold-plated switches, they cost a lot of money, man. So AP was ripping through those. like. So here's the thing. And, Willie, you make a you – a, both of you guys are making tremendous points. Adrian Peterson grew up in Palestine, Texas, where the male's medium income is $28,000. Back, you know, what is he, like 30, 35 years old? I think he's 35 years old. Yeah, something like that. Like you know, Willie. I mean, you were in the game. You knew you got. You went. You grew, you went to the league with with the guys from all over the country. Some guys are educated. Some guys aren't. Uh, it's all. It's this story is almost like the same thing as the lotto. How many of these lottery winners do you see that blow through their cash that win five million bucks and think they got the world by the balls? Next thing you know, they own three or four properties. You know, like 
Willie, you you had a a solid NFL career. You didn't kill it by any stretch of imagination, but you made g- great money for right. somebody from the boogie down. Yep. You didn't go buy five or six houses, bro. Like, you know, like no, but I also parted my properties. ass off. Yeah. And I also parted no, my ass. Listen, yeah. Listen, you can party your ass off to the cows come home, but you don't. You know, yeah. like that ain't owning property. That ain't like what, what people don't understand. Especially uh, small town, large town. You know, dude, you own five houses. You got five tax bills. You got to pay. You got this. You got maintenance. You, got, you know, these guys. You know, they don't. They don't get it. And and uh, I think now you're going to be surprised at what I'm going to say. In this day and age of these iPhones and Instagram and Twitter, I think these kids are going to be more educated now in these things. Sure, I don't I think agree they're going to be. You know, I mean, yeah. listen, man. My son knows what's up. You know, and he's like, "Yo, man, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that." Like, you got to earn it, bro. Mm-hmm. You got you, you got to earn it. You got to save it. Uh, but I, I think the world, I, I, I think technology is going to make it a better place for these for these kids. And there's more guys that haven't gotten there uh, that blown their wad than than haven't. You know, like so. I, I agree with Large too. It's hard to have sympathy for 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 some of these guys. You know, it's really like you know, like yo man. And and I've met a couple of guys in the league too that told me, man, I got big family. I got I got responsibilities. Yeah. You know, but the responsibility ain't ain't uh, his seven hundred fifty grand to go open up, like you said, go open up a car wash. We're going to be the next Charles Oakley. Yeah. A horseshit business that you know what you know where that goes. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't realize. So some thanks, guy, Al. Big Dad, thanks, Al. Big Daddy Blake, the wildebeest, which is a great uh, Twitter handle. He just sent me. Alan Iverson has a trust set up to pay himself one million dollars every year after he turns fifty. His agent did that. He's doing yeah. just fine. That's. That's brilliant. Yeah. But so, he has to turn like 50 or 55. 50 years old, yeah, yeah. yeah. So after 50 years old, he has that money in a trust that's going to bleed out a million dollars a year for him for the rest of his life, and then the rest will go to whatever his uh, his estate. That's great. And then somebody else brought up, Sky Alex brought up, one of the smartest play contracts I've ever seen, Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> yeah. who was able to pay himself. He just himself got paid one two, uh, 1.25, I think, a month or two ago. It's, it's yeah. you know, and, and somebody else, it's a fiduciary responsibility. It's That's a red flag, number one, to find somebody that doesn't have you know a fiduciary responsibility isn't a fiduciary there's all these different things that can happen um al sent in that jalen ramsey showed up to training camp in the back of a fucking brinks truck yeah um, you know like and and this other guy how come the agents don't help the guys with their income maybe well, the of, agents are on the take is that well a lot of the agents work hand in hand with the financial advisor um it's 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 and that's not always the case, so don't let me just put that out. Some yeah. guys, are, it, okay. it, it can be a mixed bag. It's important bag. to say, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, so did sometimes. you say that part of it was luck for you then? Would you say that part no, of it was luck? No, I think it's personality. You... Okay. I think it's personality. I just, I just didn't. I'm a, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm. You're more frugal than Adrian Peterson? Are you smarter than Adrian Peterson? I'm, lo- I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'll take it. Let's talk to uh, Paul in Toronto. What you got, Paul? Paul, you there? Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? What you Y'all good? Yep. What you got? Uh, I got I got a few things. First, I'll make it quick. First one is that uh, I see both sides having sympathy, not having sympathy. Uh, but to call in and disagree with Willie, the one person who's actually been through this, is pretty ignorant, in my opinion. Um, no, I, I, don't, is, I don't think it's ignorant. I, I think some people, and I think, listen, Lars comes from the financial world, so I, I, I admire his advice and his intake and his insight. Um, I just feel like I've being from uh, a low income place in the South Bronx and seeing why guys make the decisions they make and the pressure they deal with every single day. Um, I get it, but I also right. I also sit back and say this um, to largest point: if if I'm a if I'm I, I have four I'm, 
I have four brothers. I'm the uh, oldest. If my youngest brother doesn't learn from the shit I've done, then he is the idiot. And so I think that's what Large is right, trying to right. say. So yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is like no one's been in your shoes with sure. feeling that pressure, having that amount of money. So like, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. But uh, the whole financial literacy thing, like as a whole, when I was buying a house for the first time a year and a half ago, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Property taxes, land transfer tax, all that stuff, right? So, um, like I think it goes back to high school. You know, they need something, and they actually just did it in Toronto here. A personal uh, finance so literacy class is mandatory. I think it's in like grade 10 or something where it's all about taxes and earnings and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I would, I would, I, make you, my, I will not make my kids take any classes once they get to college because they have to take certain classes. Obviously, you have the class that you can and then you have your electives. So, I don't feel like I need to drag my kids in one way or the other. And if it winds up that one of them wants to be an art history major and make no money, that's up to them. But I will insist that they take one class, and that would be something what this guy is, some, uh, is saying, yeah. something similar to a financial responsibility class to teach them how to balance a checkbook, what to expect exactly when they're buying a $300,000 house and how it's actually a $400,000 house. Like, little things like that are, are something that I think everybody should take. Um but nobody, nobody takes. Thanks for the call, Paul. No, I, and it was crazy. I know a lot of these guys who have financial advisors. Who I know for a fact, Tom Thomas Manigan, who I who's my is a saint to me, um, has set me down many a times. He goes, Willie, this is the numbers. This is what you spent last month. Mm-hmm. This is where you're at right now. Plain as fucking day in my face. Time after time, if you continue on this route, this will be your number. The decision is yours. And this isn't him saying, well, we'll be okay. This is no. This is the bottom fucking line. So I'm blessed to have a guy who said, this isn't your financial advice. This is a friend talking. Keep this shit up. You'll be asking what paper and plastic you're using for Mm -hmm. shopping bags, right? Those are conversations that I want to know if guys are having. Because I know mine, you talk about speaking for yours, mine was very, very fucking honest Mm -hmm. with me many fucking times. I don't know if a lot of these financial guys, some may be, but a lot of these guys aren't listening. It was a time where I wasn't listening until I got fucking hurt coming off a of Super Bowl, and I looked around. I was like, oh, I better wake the fuck up. Because it's coming to an end. This, this ride's about to come to an yes. end. And, and, and that's the whole thing, too, the temerity or whatever of your, of your fucking um, ex- job is unbelievable it's here today gone tomorrow is the definition of playing in the nfl so i um listen uh you know we'll look at uh zion let's look at zion right so we t- we just talked about him signing with nike. seven years even, uh 75 million even What's... though nike tried to have his shoe blow up 75 and ru- million ruin his yeah. career you know who does he go to now who does zion go to this does he say before he goes into the league hey coach k is there anything that you can do, like point me in the right direction, or one of the assistant coaches? It better be his Duke. Alvin went to Duke Gentry now. or something, or you know, somebody in the Pelicans organization. Yeah. It, it's very important that this kid makes that too sweet gets in there, or somebody like LeBron reaches out to him and is like, "Listen, kid, this is going to happen. Get on board with this right away." Yeah, somebody who has a proven track record. Um, because he's got a scary amount of money coming to him. Like you said, he's a, you know, it, you say it, he's a college dropout. Right? He only did one year at college. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know Duke is held to a higher standard right. and their kids do go to, do go, go to class, um, but he's a college dropout. 
I don't know if he took the financial course that we all want him to take. I think people in this office would do well with a financial course like that too because guys like Robbie is 19 years old, sure. started here. At- Za? Z- well, Za comes from, he knows money. He's- Za could teach the class. Za can actually teach. I, honest to God, I, I mean, yeah. but YP, YP's one of the guys who comes over to me yeah. all the time. Like, YP could tell you how to bait a hook on seven different continents, but he'd ask me about 401Ks. Yeah. Coley has asked me some questions in the past. I think one of those classes, and no one will go to one. Um, I'll teach it, fuck it. Uh, you I, and Za. <laughs> yeah, myself and Za all will right. do it. Um, you know, I think it would benefit everybody. So Everybody. Let's talk to Greg in New Jersey. What you got, Greg? Greg, you're there. Yeah. What you got, man? Uh, are you guys familiar with Jack Johnson, the NHL player, his story? I am not, not no. So he, uh, 2011, he signed a seven-year contract for $30 million. 2014, he filed for bankruptcy. His parents, he gave all his money to his parents. They took out a loan against his contract because they wanted the money up front rather than waiting for the years, not realizing that interest accrues on it. And then three years later, he's broke. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, and so that, and so and you're it, talking about family. It, that's his parents. That's his so parents. parents. Happened to Kobe. That's his yeah. parents. Think of, thanks for the call, Greg. Look, listen, Kobe's been honest about how he, his relationship with his dad, who was a professional basketball player. Uh, what's Kobe's brand? Pat, what's uh, Kobe's father's name? It's like something being Joe Bryant. Jellybean Bryant. Right. Kobe's father's name? Joe yeah, Jellybean. Joe, yeah, large-headed on the head. Yeah. Um, but Kobe said he has, because they took some merchandise and sold it without his permission. This is his parents. He said how he gave his mo- his sister a, a large sum of money to start a business instead of teaching her about the business and how to get money for the business. He just threw money at her. Business failed. This and is this, is, this is Kobe's immediate five. This is people he grew up in his family. This He's guy, about this. Jack Johnson, shortly after signing his first contract, seven years, $30 million with the L.A. Kings, he granted his mother power of attorney. So that's, that was his first problem. And then over but the next, about years, that, large. The next few years, his scumbag mother and father, Jack Sr., took out high-interest loans. Uh, they were monetizing, and they were spending the money on homes, cars, and travel. So later on, he had to go to court for it, and he came to an agreement with almost all of his creditors. He agreed to liquidate two homes and a luxury car and would only keep $246,000 each of the next two seasons, making him the lowest-paid player in the NHL. So he went from signing a seven-year, $30 million deal, gave his mom power of attorney, yeah. and then about a year later, no, t- oh, two years later, he went to being the lowest-paid player in the NHL, and nothing changed for him on the ice. <laughs> I mean, that's that's tragedy, too. That's, but it, this isn't... This Fucking is, idiot. This isn't Joe coming from Citigroup. This is mom. He got robbed by his mom. So do we have more sympathy for a guy but who got robbed I'm, by his mom? That's how I started this. It, yeah. it's, the, it's your parents. It's people in your circle. It's people who've been at every game you've ever played. Your mom. Wow. Gutting you. Yeah. Tyron Smith, the, uh, Tyron Smith, the left tackle for the uh, USC, he, he went to war with his parents fresh out of college because they went crazy. for his money. Yeah. Right. They tried to gut him. But thanks that somebody was like, hey, somebody rang the bell for him, and he kind of you know, was able to shake it. I told my mom and dad robbed you. Mom and dad is the one that's buying you cleats when you're in Pop Warner. You can't trust mom and dad? Like At some point, it's like you're, you're, doing, you're damn if you do, damn if you don't. I, I just think that you, when you're so busy trying to create an athletic legacy, that maybe you let some of this fall through the cracks. 100%. So the first person that you trust with it is your wife or your parents, right? To your point, your family members. Yeah. And you say, here, I, 
I'm going to be in the gym. I'm going to be studying film. I'm going to be traveling for ball. I'm going to be doing all that kind of stuff. I don't have the opportunity to keep an eye on this. Can you keep an eye on this, uh, mom? Absolutely. But I'm going to need power of attorney. Absolutely. And then someone put in her mind that she could monetize it with <laughs> loans to try and you know get the money right off the bat. Brutal. And, um, and the interest rates and stuff absolutely killed him. It's it's. I mean, I guess it's an age-old story. I just don't pay attention to it enough. Let's talk to Dan in Boston. What you got, Dan? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, so, like you were saying with that Jack Johnson guy, I mean, just take a look at Bernie Kosar. He was the same way with his dad coming right out of college with the Browns. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, like, I, I think it's a shame, this whole situation. So, you get a lot of these guys like Antoine Walker, for example. These are guys who are going to poor public, uh, public schools their entire life. They go to college for one year and go into the league when they're 19. And these guys just don't know how to handle a lot of this money. And then all of a sudden, some guy comes up in a suit who promised them all these good things. And, I mean, what do they know? They're 19 and have never, you know, had money their entire lives. And next thing you know, they're not paying attention. They don't think they could ever waste $100 million because they grew up on twenty grand a year. They were a kid and they were fine. And the next thing you know, it's gone because so many people just take advantage of them. What goes on in the clubhouse with the keeping up with the Joneses philosophy and all that type of stuff. You don't really know who they can trust or, or anything like that. It really is a shame. Yeah, ever heard of Tank Black? Remember him? No, no. he uh, he robbed all those. I think he was the fucking. Uh, I, I, I fucking I messed up his name. Um, you know, it is Tank Black. He's an ex-sports agent. I think he. Uh, I think he's in prison, or well, he was in prison. But he's the one that robbed all those North Carolina players. Yeah, so it's, you, yeah. You take a look at Shaq too. There was an interview with him with Guy Benson. He said when he got out of LSU. There was uh, all these agents coming up to him, you know, promising him this and that. But he knew, he goes, this is too good to be true. And they said um, some little short little Jewish guy came up to him and said, I'm going to invest in savings bonds and all that type of stuff. He said, Shabbat Shalom, you know, my new best friend. And Shaq made a great decision. Now he's, now he's killing it today. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq can live two lives and never go broke. I didn't know that Bernie Kosar was this bad. He made $19 million in his NFL career and said he made 10 times that outside of the NFL. And then when he filed for bankruptcy, he had $44 in his checking account, no cash, and negative balance in another checking account. And the only possession he had was his MVP trophy from 1987. Mm. His ex-wife took the rest of his sports collectibles, and he had $1,100 in monthly income and $15,000 a month owed in child support. <laughs> that's, that's, and he owned a, lo- a lawn service that, uh, that you know, was, was, not, was not making money either. Last one before we get out of here. Jeremy in New Hampshire. What you got, Jeremy? Losers. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. Um, I'm just kind of confused. So, uh, Willie, uh, do these NFL players, do they just have their cash, like, sitting dead in, like, a checking account? Or? Uh, it's different. Uh, all guys are different. Most, A lot of guys do have it sitting in checking accounts. Um, they get paid. They, they get, get paid, paid like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, it's, it's – but some guys move it around differently. So, But I know most guys do have it in checking accounts, yes. If you do nothing with your money, I'm assuming that when you get – this is an interesting question. I appreciate you asking that. So if you get paid $10 million a year, do you get a check for $10 million? No. I mean, I mean $10 million less taxes, or do they break it up into you getting paid the 15th and the 30th of every month? Uh, NFL guys get paid every two weeks once the season starts. Yeah, so, so you're all of a sudden getting these gigantic paychecks just like we do, less taxes and – and stuff. Yeah, so you're you, opening up your, your. I mean, I know you're not opening up, but you're opening up the envelope and seeing what you're making every year. Uh, excuse me, every two weeks. 
That's yeah. Well, that's you know, awesome. I mean, I'm I won't say his name because I want his business out there. But if you ever the guys that do make money, like big time franchise guys, yeah. I mean, I've seen checks for like fifty thousand sitting on somebody's seat. Right. Just just twenty two years down. old. Yeah, and then probably <laughs> fifty racks. You know, and, then, and and again, I was stupid when I first started. I used to get my checks. I cashed my first bonus at a check cashing place. It's an eight thousand dollar bonus. I paid somebody eight hundred dollars to cash the check because I just wanted to go out and party. Right, you know, I didn't back then. You had to like get to a yeah. bank. There was no direct deposit. Um, so you know, I made some stupid stuff, but this is exponentially more stupid. So that's interesting. You get this giant yeah. check like everyone else does. Yeah, definitely. Sir. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Yeah. So it's um, wow, great show. Yeah, it flew by. So that was Barstool Breakfast second helping. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And for those who need more of the Barstool Breakfast crew, tune into the Barstool Breakfast vlog dropping every Saturday at noon.